0: I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode. Then together, we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in.
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Scalable Marketing Machine podcast. We are here with a new year talking all things marketing, scale, and growth. So the topic today is going to be leadership because like it or not, you as a founder, your most important job is to understand how to build a great team and lead them to success. And in that, it means that you need to be focusing on ways that you could become a great leader. Now, a lot of founders that I talk to, they don't feel so comfortable or identify so much with this, this title as leader. It just doesn't maybe feel so natural or they feel a little bit like, you know, you're know, you doing everything in your business. You're wearing all the hats. You really become an executor um, in your business, especially in the beginning. But the problem with that is you didn't build your business to just create a shitty, worse, more <laughs> stressful job for yourself. You created your own business to create just that, a business. And you doing everything yourself is actually not a business. So today I wanted to pull together some of the character traits of some of the best, most successful founders that I've worked with. And we're talking founders that have multiple eight figure businesses or multiple seven figure businesses, um, businesses in which, you know, I have founders who have sold multiple businesses. So incredibly successful founders who have built successful businesses multiple times. And this sort of hit me because I'm, I'm now working with a really high net worth individual and a really, you know, high achiever. And I'm beginning to see a very clear pattern among these most successful founders that I've worked with. And the first, so we're going to go through a list. There's about four or five things that I put here on my list, but the first thing is understanding marketing. So hands down, the most successful founders that I've worked with have taken the time to really understand about sales and marketing. It is, in my opinion, the most important skill that you can learn. Now, in the beginning, you're doing a lot of testing yourself on marketing messages and communication. You should be the one that's talking to potential customers and current customers, holding the knowledge of what their pain points are, being able to really know them better than themselves. It takes one person on the team to really do that. And unfortunately, you cannot outsource that. That is the most important thing you can do in growing the business is understanding your customer. And so having that knowledge on how to sell them, how to communicate well, is something that every single business needs. And I find that it's, it's very hard, especially in the beginning. And I find that outsourcing that piece is a huge mistake. Because if you try to get you know, a marketing manager or even a marketing director, let's say that you're a funded company and you can pay right away way for a marketing director, I still feel like the founder needs to carry that knowledge. The founder needs to carry that knowledge because that knowledge crosses beyond just sales and marketing. It crosses into customer service. It crosses into product development. And so if you give that piece away to a marketing director or an agency or what have you, and you don't have that knowledge yourself, you're really putting yourself at a a disadvantage. And the most successful founders that I've worked with have had a solid foundation of sales and marketing. Now, of course, this does not mean you need to do the sales and marketing yourself, but with that knowledge, you can be a thought partner, you can be a great leader, you can understand the numbers um, and therefore assess the performance of your sales and marketing departments, it is crucial that you have a major stakeholder, founder that understands sales and marketing. So that is the absolute first thing um, that the most successful founders that I've worked with possess, a solid understanding of sales and marketing and being able to understand what it takes to grow in terms of sales and marketing so the next thing and this is more in the leadership bucket is being consistent with meetings okay consistency setting up a schedule setting up an agenda it it creates a level of expectation for your team Um, and it forces everyone to show up professionally forces everyone to show up prepared. And in my own career and as a fractional CMO and as a leader and as a mentor, I always struggled with this idea of you know being kind, being nice. I've worked with some founders that are not kind. I've worked with founders that rule with kind of an iron claw. They're really really unkind and unfriendly and they and they cause a lot of stress and pressure on the team and i've always struggled with that because in my the beginning of my career my most successful founders that i've worked with they they really managed in that way and it created a lot of conflict inside me and i thought well in order to get to a certain level of success that i myself needed to adopt that and that did not fit in with my personality but over the years I've seen that it's not necessarily a fear because someone is being an asshole, a fear because you're yelling or really just irritable with your team. Yes, for some founders, that does work and that does drive production and puts that pressure. But I think that there's other ways to apply pressure to your team. And we're going to talk about that next because actually applying the pressure is I think the most important thing you can do as a leader, we'll talk a minute about that. But the first layer in that is consistency. So if you are not consistently showing up for your team and communicating clearly, have your goal planning systems in place, have your metric tracking system in place, and you're kind of all over the place, you lose the respect of your team. And when you show up consistently with a plan, right? And that you adhere to the plan and that you really talk the talk and sorry, you walk the walk, right? Not just talk the talk. You're already starting with a level of respect and that sort of pressure gets applied to the team because they're not gonna wanna disappoint you. If you show up and you keep your word, people, your team, they're going to wanna meet you where you are. So that's the first level in really getting the most out of your team and being a great leader. Now I've been involved in a lot of teams with leaders that are not as strong, that are constantly falling behind in their own schedule, that they don't keep a meeting, you know, on on track, that they are constantly changing things around. And what that does is it really shows a disrespect to the time of your team members. And as a result, your team become less excited about working with you and less, um, it gives them a little bit of a, excuse, um, you know, to not do their best work if things are unclear or you're a mess, right? So your first sort of job in execution as a leader is to make sure that you're showing up consistently and you're being clear. I love this phrase. And I, I I really don't remember where this quote comes from, but it's, it's the phrase is clear is kind. So to the best, most like beautiful act of um, of leadership that you can give your team is to be clear with them, to, to get have clear expectations, to set clear goals, to, sh- to create clear job descriptions. This is something that we often don't do, especially in that growth phase. Yeah, everyone's wearing all of the hats. But is it clear what hats people are wearing? It's okay for people to wear multiple hats and step in, in different things. But what are they truly responsible for? Write that out, make that very clear. That is kind, okay? So again, we want to show up consistently. But the next thing I wanted to talk about, and this is something that I don't often hear, but it is absolutely a trait that is spread across all the most successful founders I've ever worked with. It is this idea of applying the pressure. Now, you can do this in a kind way as well. But how do we apply the pressure well we apply the pressure by having high expectations okay there's one point where yes we want progress over perfection and with this is we need to make sure that our team is executing things on time that they're rolling things out on time that the train is moving sales marketing customer service product development all of these things need to be rolling consistently And the one thing we can do to add pressure is to really be strict about due dates and timelines, okay? That gives a natural sort of pressure. But the other kind of pressure is one where the leader should be the one that's always raising the bar. Yes, progress over perfection, but the most successful founders are always looking to say, how can this be better? How can this improve? And if you're not a person that has naturally high standards, I suggest that you pay a little bit more attention to the quality of things that are being produced on all sides of the business. Because when you ask your team to do better, to give more, right? Oftentimes they know that they could be doing better or giving more, right? But it takes the leader to be pointing it out, to be questioning it. And you can do it in a way that is unkind, or you can do it in a way that is collaborative. And in my experience, and in my style of leadership, that collaborative process of how can we improve this? How can we make this better? Is it actually sparks excitement from your team, right? And one way that you can sort of look at improvements is holding an anchor to your metrics and your scorecard. So when you're tracking the numbers and you see suboptimal performance, it is a opportunity to have a conversation, to have a creative brainstorm on how we can improve the performance, but how can we improve the quality of what we're doing? Because oftentimes when we raise the quality, the production improves. And that brings me to the last point, which is, Being a teacher, so as a leader, as a founder, instead of being the executor, which is a lot of times in that first phase of business, we do everything, we execute everything, but we need to shift into the role of teacher. And with that, we remove things off of our plate and gives us the time and freedom to be more strategic, right? And when we're more strategic, then we get to improve performance, and we sort of the, the kind of rises the tide for everyone in the business. But in order to get to that position, we need to go through this transition phase where we're not doing everything ourselves, and we're not in this rushed state and this stress state. Because if you're in the rush state and the fresh the stress state, that is where the opportunity for inconsistency comes in. Right? You're not sleeping well. You're not showing up well you're not sort of following your own systems having to cancel meetings things like that it all it all really is a result of not being able to teach not being able to delegate so the best founders that i've worked with they're wonderful teachers because yes they understand right the core most important things of sales marketing finance hr cs you don't have to do everything yourself but there are core pieces of the business that you have to have a fundamental understanding of in order to lead that team, right? Or that team member. And so you need to learn and doesn't mean that you have to do it all yourself, right? You don't have to, uh, you know, do your own books in order to understand the most important things about your finance, right? But you need to have a good understanding of it. And then being able to teach others and encourage others. And really, if you also, if you can't, Personally, teach them, then I also would suggest giving a path for that team member to learn. So, a really great hack for growth startups when you don't necessarily have the budget to hire really, really experienced people is to give them learning opportunities, right? This means, you know, buying them books to read or courses or even having them work directly with coaches or consultants to help up level their skills. This is another way in which we can teach our team. So the point is, is that we don't need to, you know, have this humongous budget to have the most professional, most expensive team to do everything in our business. But we need to know the the fundamental pieces of every part of our business as a leader, be able to teach the pieces that we know best and encourage our team members instead of making them feel bad or, or dumb for not knowing certain things, right? Um, but also give them a way that they can learn if you can't teach them directly. But the real mindset shift of the leader is, in my opinion, these two pieces of being a teacher, but then also being the, the driver of everything that happens in the business. And practically that means being able to apply the pressure. And the way that we apply that pressure is showing up consistently and always expecting more out of our team and out of the results. Because when we have higher expectations and we kind of are always raising the bar, then we're always getting the most out of our team and we're always getting to the next level. Because in business, you're constantly iterating and improving. I mean, practically in marketing, this is what I teach a lot. Iteration and improvement, you hear this phrase a lot in marketing, right? In sales. But it really is that forever, iteration and improvement, iteration and improvement. It never ends. And the way that we iterate and improve is by constantly raising the bar. And it's us as the leader, that it's our job to raise that bar. It's our job to to really um, push everyone to get, to constantly be getting higher and higher and higher results as we grow and scale, especially, right? So these are my thoughts for today, just to sum it up, right? Consistently showing up, having higher expectations, raising the bar, right? Being a teacher, right? And really teaching and encouraging our team. But the thing that I'll close out with is always show up with respect and kindness to your team, because I have seen both sides of the coin. I've seen really tyrant founders that are just really treat people horribly. And while they may get the results in the short term, in the long term, what it creates is a lot of turnover, a lot of starting from scratch, a lot of, um, and building just generally like a toxic culture. And you don't need to be that way to be a strong leader. And you don't need to be that way to apply pressure and get the most out of your team. So I'll leave this question with you. What are the ways in which you can upgrade the way you're showing up as a leader? Do you find that you're maybe too nice in the, in the sense that you're never questioning the performance or never pushing your team for more? Are you maybe showing up inconsistently and not kind of setting that expectation for the team? Are you sort of leaving them hanging and expect them to sort of know everything about how to run your business and you're not really teaching them or giving them opportunities to, t- to learn from other teachers? So Comment, comment, wherever you're listening to this podcast, I would love to hear the ways in which you feel inspired to show up better as a leader, because I know that this year you can get to the next level. If you adopt these character traits and that you really commit to becoming the leader yourself, not doing it all yourself, not feeling like if it's not done by you, it's not going to get done properly. This is not how we build a business, right? Right. We need to build the people. We need to grow the people. And then the people will build and grow the business. See you back here next week.
0: You did it. You made it to the end of the episodes. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate you as an audience member. And I hope that you found this helpful. If you did like this episode, it would mean so, so much to me. If you subscribed, if you rate and review this podcast, it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying. It also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on Instagram and tag me at Ugly Ventures, U-G-L-I Ventures, V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.